Hello and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Blaine. And today is New Year's Day 2021, and that's when we're recording. And today we're talking about the seven attitudes of job seekers. Lisa, what is this topic all about? So this topic is really interesting because basically through our training at IPEC, we were given an, a framework to understand attitudes and responses that we have, but also those around us. So we just wanted to share that with our listeners because we've ha- we have talked about it in past episodes or we've mentioned mm-hmm. it in past episodes. And so we want to just dig a little bit deeper and how that actually relates to people who are job searching. Yes. And our promise is to not make this too coachy. We're going to bring its applications uh, to the forefront for people who are looking for a job because the model really can be translated into a whole variety of contexts. And this will be, I think, very, very helpful for someone who is starting off the new year, continuing or beginning a job search. Cool. So yes, this model just um, for the legalese part of it is attributed to uh, Bruce D. Schneider, who is the founder of IPEC Coaching, Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching. And we're very excited to kind of bring our rendition of it to you, dear listener. So um, a few things to kind of understand, I guess, about the model before we jump into its its direct applications. One being that all of these different levels of sort of attitude, thought, feeling, um, they're all they're all okay. They're all valid. Not one, one is not better than the other. They all have different applications and we have tendencies in terms of where we show up on this model, both in times where we're not stressed and life feels quote unquote normal, whatever you might define normal as. And then at times when we are feeling stressed or when we are responding to stress, we have a sort of a different energetic or levels of response. Um, Anything that you want to add to that before we get into the the nuts and bolts of how this applies? Yeah, I just wanted to add that it can change too over time. So yes. it's not set in stone. You have the opportunity to build awareness around these different levels of your attitudes. And if you feel like you want to change them, like Mike said, there's no good or bad when it comes to this. There's no judgment about the levels. They're all necessary for different points in your life. But if at some point you do decide that you want to change from one level to another, you have the awareness to do so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the more aware you become of these different attitudes, the easier it becomes to transition from one to another. So, okay, I think that gives a good baseline. Let's get into what these different attitudes look like and how job seekers might find themselves experiencing these levels um, of, of attitude, of energy and get into just sort of what people can do to shift from one attitude to another. So on my sheet here at level one, there's this kind of core thought around um, not finding any job or feeling like no one's going to hire me if I'm a job seeker and I'm experiencing that first level attitude is why would anyone hire me? It's, It's really kind of, this very defeatist perspective. And so no real action is taken. If, if there's no job out there that you can actually be offered, why would you ever put yourself out there? Mm-hmm. It's very much a victim mode. And I like to use that 
term because mm -hmm. I find that people can relate to that a lot. You might notice this in yourself, like, oh, I feel like this is happening to me. Um, you might also have a feeling of scarcity. Mm -hmm. There aren't enough jobs out there. I'm not going to get that job. And it's, it's also linked to low self-esteem. Yes. So feeling like you're not good enough, feeling just like you said, like you're not going to get any of the jobs. Why would anybody hire you? Um, but then, you know, there aren't enough jobs out there. So even in this COVID situation, thinking because of COVID, there aren't any jobs, so I'm not going to apply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same, I think, would go for things like feeling like you're too old or too young or that you don't have experience or that you're going to be racially discriminated against. It's not that we're uh, pretending those things don't exist as, as issues. It's just if your whole approach to job searching is grounded in these perceptions, then they're going to show up for you as you not really taking a whole lot of action. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Cool. So that's level, that's the first attitude. The second one being, and, and you kind of hinted at this a little bit. So, you know, there aren't jobs to me. It's, it's like viewing everything as hyper competitive, right? You see, um, a posting on LinkedIn and you see that there are 250 applicants applicants already <laughs> who have submitted something for that and thinking that like there just there isn't enough it's going back to the scarcity thing but it's about like how do I beat other people for these jobs mm -hmm. and so it kind of takes a little bit of a different spin that conversation of like now I need to get really aggressive now I need to sort of force my resume onto people now I need to apply even more. So the people who get onto the apply to 300 jobs track, I think are really experiencing this second level attitude of, I just have to out hustle everybody if I want to get this. Mm -hmm, definitely. And along with that comes a lot of anger and stress mm -hmm. and blame. Yeah. So you're, you might be blaming the company. Maybe they had a, a crappy process or mm -hmm. you blame the overall system. Yes. You're often going outwards, whereas level one is more you're blaming yourself and level two is more you're blaming everything around you. Yes, exactly. So just sort of finding all of these nails to hit with your hammer, which gets pretty draining after not too long. And so while it, it can move someone to take more action versus that first attitude, it it's it, it's taxing. It wears you out pretty quickly and it's just really difficult to sustain. And like you said, the anger that you feel, I think you can bring that into your conversations with people. And, and that's not really a great way to begin or nurture a relationship if it's all based around angry thoughts. Yeah, definitely. And these first two levels are levels that kind of drain you. Mm -hmm. So even though they drain you though, they do have a purpose. So when you're in level one, you're often needing to build yourself back up. You're in a point where you need to focus on some mental health. You need to, like, it can be kind of a signal for you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you need to focus on certain things. It, it can be an awareness, but then level two, sometimes you need to be ultra competitive. There are times when that needs to come out in you. So there are times that you're going to want to purposely go into that more aggressive phase versus other times when you want to move to a different one. Absolutely. Yeah. Great point, right? It's going back to the idea that these levels have different advantages and disadvantages to each one of them. They're not necessarily good or bad. They're just 
ways of being and to be able to tap into the different levels of, of attitude that we're talking about today is really just sort of a tool set in and of itself for a job seeker who is going to have to use these different attitudes at different times. Cool. Great point. When we go up to the third level of sort of the attitudes that we see in job seekers, this is a level where things kind of start to change a little bit. I sort of see this as being the level of accountability. Uh, if this is going to happen, if I'm going to go out and, and land a new job, this is for me to, to be proactive with and, and to take action on. So um, I think there's a lot more patience that's felt in a job seeker. The expectations around sort of the timeline and the effort that it takes to, to land a job are a little bit clearer to someone who is based in this attitude or is experiencing it a lot. And there's sort of the beginning of like mapping out of a strategy and some tactics to actually get to the objective that they have. I mean, maybe the the real breakthrough of this level is is that there is an objective. There is an actual narrow list of, of target companies and roles that are of interest. What, are, what does this look like for you and what you've experienced with clients? I see it as a lot of taking responsibility. So mm. very similar to what you were saying, but knowing that, you know, there are certain actions that I need to take in order to move forward and reach that goal that mm. is ultimately getting a job. It can also show up though, as justification or just sort mm. of saying, this is fine. Yes. <laughs> Not. I'm, I'm a full-time job seeker. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Which is also important at times, right? Sometimes you need to be, this is fine for now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas this level when you're in a job can actually be detrimental because you get to a point where you feel like, well, my job's not great, but it's fine. Yes. And so going back to kind of the lower energy level that, that we talked about initially, right? You end up not really taking action because you sort of just tolerate the situation that you're in and you don't move anything based off of that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a level where um, overall people are starting to to feel like they can do something, and I'm, I'd be really curious to ask you this. So, when clients or prospective clients come to you, Lisa, between sort of levels one, two, and three that we've covered off so far, where would you say you often find clients, or is it a bit of a mix? Like, what's the energy that they're often, or the attitude that they're bringing into the conversation? I find that. Clients are usually in level one or two when they first come to me. Yeah. And then they start to move into level three once we start creating a plan and mm -hmm. having that action looking forward. Um, but I find that often people need to feel, they need to feel level one or two to feel like there's actually a problem. Bingo. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that for sure. Occasionally there's someone who knows that that they're doing things that they're maybe feeling a little bit more of that third level uh of attitude but it, it is far more common to see people who are in that first or second level finally say yeah like enough is enough it's time to change something and then they come find people like us so interesting okay it's it's uh always an interesting observation as they go up as job seekers kind of ascend the into the fourth level and when I say ascend, right, I, I caveat that by saying that it doesn't necessarily mean it's better. It's just it's a higher level of attitude where you can be a little bit more productive given the way you're thinking about the job search. So 
to me, that fourth attitude level is around starting to think about how you can actually serve an employer. Like what are the needs of this employer? How can I be attuned to that? And what can I do to solve the problems that they're hiring for? And so you start to put other people first when you are meeting people, when you're writing your resume, you're starting to realize that although it's about you, it's not for you, it's for the person who's reading it. And so things start to really, well, much, let's just say much more quickly at this level, start to turn in terms of you being able to market yourself and communicate yourself in a way that is clear and empathetic and resonates with an employer. Yeah. And I want to also pull out empathy that you just said, because at this stage, you have more compassion for the people around you. You're not focusing so much on yourself and you're focusing more on how, just like you said, how can I help the employer? What's the employer experiencing that I can help with? And it may also translate to just like you said, your networking activities or the way that you interact with other job seekers. You might form a group where you're sort of in it together. Um, It's definitely a more uh, people focused, more helping focused, more serving mm-hmm. attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. You can already hear there's a really big gap between this attitude level and the first and second, let's say that we've talked about. So already, you know, without even tapping into the fifth, sixth and seventh attitudes, there's really big shifts that happen for a job seeker just going from levels one, two to level four. So, okay, cool. I just, I just want to add though, level four can actually end up taking you back into level one or two Mm. if it's if you're too service focused yes so for example if you're going into an interview and you're thinking how can i serve this person it's all about am i good enough for this person and you're actually dropping yourself back to level one yeah that's a great point and sometimes we if we don't sort of tap into the reciprocal potential of a networking conversation or an informational interview, if we're just sort of always giving and never being able to kind of pull anything out of our actions that fill us up, then yeah, this is just a, a, a trap where we end up going back down into those lower levels of attitude, like you said. Okay, great point. Yeah, it. then we take another step forward as we get into level five, which is where I think we start to kind of correct for that, that issue of, of always giving and, and never having any take or, or there never being any social reciprocity as, as our friend Shelly Auslager would say. To me, the fifth level really embodies just sort of feeling, thinking that you're a really good fit for someone out there and, and knowing who those places are, uh, knowing those employers, actually doing your research and understanding the industry that they're in, what they're looking for, and then realizing that you have all of the tools that's needed that are needed to actually answer the call. Um, And so you start to see real opportunities, even if the job posting maybe doesn't exactly match what you bring to the table or what you've brought to the table in the past, in the way that you think of yourself as a job seeker, you start to realize that, oh, like, you can read between the lines a little bit in a job description and realize, oh, they're looking for this quality or these hard skills. And I actually have some of those maybe from a previous life or a side hustle or something like that. And now it's time for me to turn around and market those a little bit more intentionally to open this up as an opportunity. Yeah. And just piggybacking on that too, it's a win-win. So when I think back to the salary negotiations conversation we had with Josh Duty, 
being able to see a salary negotiation as a win-win is level five mm-hmm. because you're looking at it as there's something in it for this company and there's something in it for me. And if we work together, then we're going to get further. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think going back to our episode with Austin Belsack, when you start to show up with something like a value validation project that says, here's a problem that you employer are facing and this is how I can, I see right now a solution. That's a win-win approach to an application um, that I don't think is really sort of accessible to someone who is grounded more in the, in the lower attitudes. It's um, so it just becomes so much more of a creative space to be coming from and seeing how you can help people, whether it's, whether you're in a conversation with a hiring manager or with another job seeker or with a recruiter, it turns into a more, uh, more of a two-way discussion for sure, where both sides can start to, to get on one another's side and help each other advance. It's not just about you and it's not just about them. I also see a lot more curiosity at this level mm-hmm. where you're approaching things and saying, I wonder, I wonder what would happen yeah. if, and also having some faith. Job seeking can be definitely a difficult process, but Mm. when you're in this level five attitude, you're feeling like you know that it's going to work out eventually. You know, you have some blind faith that things are going to work out the way they're supposed to. Yeah. As we go up the, the ladders, as we go up the levels here, we're starting to detach more and more from the outcome of landing a job and realizing that the process that we're living in is really all that we have. And so we lean more into that and it becomes really like we, we start to really lose our sense of desperation, the smell of desperation sometimes that I call it. Um, and yeah, and just, we, we feel like we can do this if we have to job search for, for five months, for seven months, we suddenly feel like, Oh, this is, this is now a lot more doable back versus when we were just starting out feeling like the whole world's against you. And amazingly, that translates into confidence. Yes. Because you, you're you not attached to the outcome. You're not worrying about what the next step is. And you just feel confident that things are going to work out. Love it. Yeah. So level five really starts to see a big shift in the way that job seekers behave. Level six, to me, is about kind of zooming out on the win-win and making it about really just everyone that you engage with. So it's, it's realizing that you might be able to help people that you come across in your job search in some really creative ways. Um, maybe you meet a recruiter and you have an initial phone screen with them and it becomes clear in 10 to 15 minutes that you're not really the ideal candidate that they're looking for, but you do know someone who might actually be a better fit. And so you refer the recruiter who is looking for ideal candidates. That's their job. You refer them to your friend And the recruiter perhaps in turn says, you know what, I have a recruiter who is a recruiting friend in this space working for this company that I think is looking for someone kind of more like you. And so now we we win win all over the place now at this point. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's a really exciting possibility that a lot of people don't initially see when they're making it all about them. Does that Mm -hmm. resonate with you? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's sort of like having that global vision. Mm-hmm. which can translate to a personal global vision of, you know, by engaging in this job search, I'm helping this company who's helping this group of people who's helping this part of the earth. Yeah. 
as a, as a broader whole, but it's also um, going inward too and thinking about intuition of trusting yourself a little bit more yes. of sometimes when you're making decisions about your job search or your future career, you might have a gut feeling about something. And at this level, you're able to trust that. You're able to say, I'm not exactly sure what this is all about, but I know that the signals that I'm getting from myself are that this isn't the right fit for me. And knowing that, like you said, somebody else will be able to come into this role and fill the position, or you'll be able to find something else too that's going to really contribute to the broader good. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's it's a level where we're starting to experience some degree of flow in the work that we're doing, and things become, I guess, a lot, a lot more effortless in the way that they feel. Um, and we just sort of... <laughs> We take that vision of seeing opportunities in all these different places and we just sort of take it up one level and say, oh, not only is there an opportunity for me, but there's an opportunity for the next person and the next person and the next person. And then this creates sort of this virtuous cycle where job leads might be coming to you from all kinds of different angles. Um, so super powerful attitudinal level that we're talking about here. And for anybody who does uh, buy into the you know, energetic and, you know, attraction principles mm -hmm. at this stage, you're really attracting things to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, in that flow state, things are just kind of showing up for you and you don't, you didn't even really realize it. No, exactly. Yeah. Your, your way of showing up is, is being noticed by others in a way that, that resonates and says, Oh, like that person is someone who would be a really good fit for that position. And we should tell them about it. <laughs> Cool. I, I just want to point out that level six and level seven are not generally states that people sit at most often. Yeah, It's not somewhere that most people spend most of their time. Mm. It's somewhere that you tend to go for a short amount of time and then sort of go back to some levels that are a little bit more functional. Back to reality. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's like you said, people are tapping into these, they're gaining the perspective of these levels. And then yes, they might be getting kind of back into the more nuts and bolts energies of, of daily life levels three, four, five, and sometimes levels one and two. Cool. Okay. Level seven, the seventh attitudinal level. How, how would you describe this one, Lisa? I just describe this as flow state. Yeah. Basically. So the way that I think of it is sometimes if you're in an interview and it's going really, really well, Hmm you don't notice anything else around you for that 20 minutes. Yeah. You're engaged in a great conversation. You're just enjoying yourself very much in the present and it just feels effortless. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's full detachment, full presence. The, the 20 minutes that you're talking about may actually be an hour. Like maybe the conversation's actually been an hour long and it only feels like it was 20 minutes long. Uh, but that's just a reflection of how strong of a connection has been built and the natural fit that's being created. Um, so I, yeah, there's, there's full detachment from the idea of I'm doing this to land a job or to get an opportunity and just sort of being in each moment, whether it is in conversation with someone or whether it's thinking about what to write in your resume or how to post on LinkedIn, all of those things start to just sort of become I guess like functions of our, of our curiosity and our imagination and our, our passion and our desire to just 
grow and do more for ourselves, for the world, for an employer. So it's a really, um, <laughs> if you're still with us, dear listener, this is definitely a little bit more of a, an out there kind of concept. Yeah, this is a, like you had hinted at, Lisa, these are levels that you're not really sitting in for very long. You're just sort of reaching for, pulling some inspiration from, and being in these moments at key times. And it's it's amazing, honestly. If, you, if you're feeling, if you're experiencing a lot of this seventh level, it's fun to actually be a job seeker. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're recharging. You know when you've had these moments in other aspects of your life, like you might get to this state when you're meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, you might get to this state when you're doing something that you really love. And it's a recharge. So when you, f- you finish it, you just feel so much more. Mm-hmm. I can't explain what more is, but you just feel more. And so once you can tap into that, and once you figure out ways of tapping into that, like you said, you don't stay here Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't get anything done. (laughs) And in this state, sort of nothing exists, really, like time doesn't exist, your goals don't exist, you're just kind of existing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you need to go there, recharge, and then get back to the task at hand. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I wouldn't add anything more to that. It's um, hopefully this gives you, dear listener, if you're looking for a job, a sense of the different attitudes that you can be experiencing. And maybe you can see yourself in one of these seven levels right now. Um, And if not, then maybe there's some questions that you can ask and sort of say to yourself, uh, you know, where am I right now? And so like questions that would come to mind for me as I'm trying to kind of get a sense of, you know, where a prospective client might be. It's just like, like, how do you feel right now about your job search? Or how do you feel about the, the resume that you have in front of you right now? What kind of, what kind of attitude does it represent? If you're just reading that with sort of a degree of objectivity, right? And that's, that's another thing that we start to become a lot more objective when we're actually in these experiencing these higher levels of attitude, but that's something that we can all explore and the, the energy and the attitude that we have can really be reflected in the way that we present ourselves, even in writing. So I think that's a really nice kind of litmus test to sort of see in a prospect uh, or in a client, how they're doing. Another thing that you can do to test your own, like to see where you're at is, somebody's probably asked you in the last little while Mm. how the job search is going and your response to that is probably a pretty good indication (laughs) if you're like everything is great there's so many opportunities i'm so excited you can feel the difference between that and there's no jobs covid's ruined everything this sucks this sucks yeah yeah (laughs) which is fair sometimes you're going to be in that state which is fine absolutely yeah it's just good to be aware of where you're at Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, and this kind of leads me to the next question here is like, how do you often help a client shift from one attitudinal level to another? It's definitely all about awareness. It's all about deciding if where you're at is where you really want to be, because we do Mm -hmm. have a choice and it's, it's hard to see it at times because it feels like our attitudes and our thoughts are just thrust upon us and Mm -hmm. we don't really have a lot of control over them 
But once you become aware of them and how they're impacting you, then you get to decide if that's working well for you. If it's not working well for you, you might want to change it. Yeah, exactly. I think anyone can kind of do an exercise that's a little bit similar to the way that we've built this episode in that you can take the situation that you're in with your job search, you can take a piece of paper, you can write down, you know, on the left-hand side of the page, one through seven, those numbers, and just sort of think about like, what are the, what are the thoughts that I could be having around this job search at each of these different levels of attitude and become, like you said, more aware of the thoughts that are behind uh, the different approaches that you could be taking and then start to adopt the actions and the feelings that, that come with those, those kinds of thoughts. So yeah, just sort of a really fun exploratory exercise that develops some self-awareness and makes you aware of the different possibilities that you could be um, pursuing as you energetically or you attitudinally pursue your job search. And if you do decide that you want to play around with the different levels, um, affirmations, if you Mm. haven't played around with affirmations, they can be a really cool way of starting to shift some of your brain patterns, reprogramming a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, I can put a link in the show notes about where you can find some more information about that. Cool. And I just wanted to, because you suggested that, I just want to give a really quick summary of the seven levels with just kind of like a single word. Sure. So level one is victim. Level two is anger. Level three is responsibility. Level four is service. Level five is opportunity. Level six is a global vision or a focus on the whole. And level seven is flow. Mm, Cool. Yeah. I think those are great places for people to kind of get to know these different levels of attitude. And definitely, if you have any questions about these, feel free to reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to discuss these. We can nerd out about this for quite some time, but perhaps for now, we will leave you, dear listener, at that. So (laughs) with that being said, happy new year. Let's make 2021 better than 2020. (laughs) And for the Career Builders Podcast, I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. We hope you're well, and we hope you'll join us again soon. Bye for now.